Welcome to the Real Self University podcast. I'm Eva Shea, your host and director of practice development at Real Self. Today's episode is a little different. We've flipped our usual format upside down. And today I'm the guest and Real Self CEO and founder Tom Siri is the host. Because I've spent much of the last 10 years at work focused on the world of patient reviews, on this episode, we're talking about how to get reviews, the impact reviews have on conversions, the effect of reviews on patient satisfaction, and much more. So today you'll hear a few minutes of my chat with Tom here, and the rest can be heard over on Tom Siri's new podcast, Hey Siri. Eva Shea, welcome to Hey Siri. Welcome to Real Self University. Oh, touche. It's our first crossover episode. Yeah, that's true. This is the first time we've done a crossover episode. Anyway, I want to thank you for spending time on Hey Siri. And Eva, you've uh, worked with me for, well, a millennia. In internet years, definitely. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. We've worked a long time together. And one of the things that you and I've talked on the podium about and shared a lot of passion around is online reviews. And today I would love to dig into that. Here to latest and greatest, here we are in 2020. But I believe we were speaking at ASAPs over a decade ago and we were saying probably pretty similar things about how to think about online reviews and the significance of them. That's a good memory because nobody really knew who we were when we did that. I didn't know myself. (laughs) <laughs> and we were so little and your real self was so small. Yeah, yeah. And that, there's an image that I've never let go of from that presentation, which is the guy holding the phone and taking a selfie because it reflects the way the consumer thinks about the internet in general is they want to see themselves reflected back. And so often I think we forget that that's what's happening on the other end. And reviews are a big part of that, but Really, everything on the internet is a big part of that, is that you're constantly out there looking for yourself. Totally. And, you know, I, I get reviewed on a site called Glassdoor, and I used to tell doctors, well, just get over it if you get a negative review. And then when I get one, I'm like, ooh, this is what I've been <laughs> telling people to get over. And it's hard. It's a reflection of myself, you know, and I, even if I disagree with it, I have to accept that there is some form of truth inside of each posting. I think. What else is missing from the equation is empathy Mm -hmm. and that a lot of people don't really understand how painful it is for doctors to be reviewed like that. And for the most part, they're pretty private people. And so we're used to seeing the ones who are more willing to be out there, but that's not the majority. The rest of them are much more willing to just stay home and take good care of patients. That's actually interesting because the distortion of social media is that this there's, we, we're, we're sort of, wow, these doctors are really out there, very open, very interested in engaging consumers in direct conversations. But I think you're right. That's a small portion of the overall populace of, of physicians, mm-hmm. medical experts. Distortion is the right word for sure. Prior to coming back to Real Self, I've been back at Real Self for yeah. four years, yeah. but I was here with you at mm-hmm. Real Self in 2007 and eight. Mm-hmm. And it, there's things that haven't changed at all, and there's things that have changed a lot. What hasn't changed is the way that consumers need information and what they need when they're making decisions. And I think we've stayed true to the core of that all the way through. What has changed is the size and the scope of what's available to them on the internet, and it's just gotten more overwhelming. 
you've spent lots of time working with Real Self on Real Self University education, building content for doctors and practices to really learn from our insights and best practices that you and others have picked up in areas like how to generate online reviews, how to have a strong social profile, et cetera. But tell me about yourself pre us meeting each other over a decade ago. Yeah, that journey has been really interesting. And I think speaks to how interesting this space is in general, that it just keeps changing. Mm -hmm. It's always interesting. It never gets boring. And that's why we're all still here. And it, it has something good behind it. And in a space that can sometimes be a little bit dangerous for regular people trying to figure things out, that I think a lot of us feel like we have an obligation to protect the public by getting the right information and trustworthy information out there. And so you've told me once, and you want good doctors to do well as well. They shouldn't lose out. They need to be set up mm-hmm. to, to be seen and to be successful without having to scream louder than, right. the, than the bad guys. So the first thing I did was build a directory, and I fell into it backwards. And that was about 2003, before doctors even had websites. And the reason we built a directory was because we had six customers, all of whom were LASIK surgeons, and we had figured out how to make them number one in Google. And it was very easy in 2003 because there was no competition. So if you built your site right, you know, and if you had six of them and they were all the same, you could actually decide for yourself, I'm going to make this one number one. But what happened was those six LASIK surgeons kept getting mad at us and saying, how come that guy's number one? I want to be number one. So we sort of scratched our heads and said, let's make one site and put them all on it. Mm-hmm. And that that was really my first project. It was called Texas LASIK. <laughs> so after that, we built another directory and we made it wider and broader. And that had all procedures on it. But a lot of procedures were just being invented too. So what would happen was we would see a trend, like something would be on TV and then our traffic would blow up. And I think what was super informative for me figuring out how to connect doctors and patients at that time was if I had a page that said, for instance, Thermage had just hit the market and it was huge because of Oprah, someone would call my office when we didn't have a doctor because we put our phone number on the page when we had a hole, like because this was our strategy. If a doctor saw the page, they would call us and say, can I have that page? And we'd say, sure, it'll be this many Mm -hmm. dollars or whatever we were doing. But what I kept hearing was what the patients were looking for in their own words. They would just tell me. So then I would go, hmm, I'm going to write a page about that. And then the whole thing started snowballing, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I look back on that and I think it was those phone calls from patients that informed the way that I wrote the content because I knew what they were asking for. And I can't imagine today how much harder it is to draw that direct connection. Like it just was super easy back then because the internet was so much smaller. But even what you're saying, the front line, that person who is in the staff picking up a phone call may oftentimes be the most insightful, most important individual in a practice in terms of your online marketing strategy because they're the ones who take in field the questions, the queries, mm-hmm. and and the emotions that are behind that, and really could do a great job in shaping. Hey, we get this question five times a day. Maybe we should have a page. You know, we, I was speaking to Doctor Portries here in town, and he's decided to publish all of his prices on his website. Super and guess smart. what? His staff has now 
shifted away from having to answer every single call that says how much you charge for rhinoplasty to let's set an appointment or how far out is doctor booked? And he, and those are the responses they're providing versus kind of working around the lack of information on the internet. You're kind of giving away one of my best secrets. Oh, sorry. So, I, you know, I have We can park, you want to park that or you want to give it away now? <laughs> Let's give him a nugget, go ahead. <laughs> I, it, it's such a hard thing for doctors to get their heads around it. Thanks for listening to the trailer for Hey Siri. If you've learned or benefited from the Real Self University podcast, you'll love Tom's podcast too, which can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. The mission of Real Self is to create a world where every investment in modern beauty is worth it. And Real Self University is here to help aesthetic professionals do just that. The mission of our podcast is to uncover stories and data from our industry's most interesting and successful personalities. If you'd like more information about becoming Real Self Verified, go to realself.com slash network and enter referral code podcast to receive 50% off your first full month of Real Self Spotlights. I'm your host and producer, Eva Shea. Our post-production is by Daniel Cruiser. If you'd like to be a guest on the Real Self University podcast or the Hey Siri podcast, have feedback or questions, email university at realself.com. Support us and help us keep this effort going by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All of our learning and practice development resources are available on demand at university.realself.com.